Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. It's after Labor Day weekend. I'm just kidding. It's after Victoria Day weekend. If any of our people, our followers were watching, our listeners were, were following us on our live, I misspoke. So it's Victoria weekend. The queen said all her peasants get to rest today. So woo, we hope you're resting. But we're back. We're ready to talk about some things. We're still going to talk about social media and then our favorite topic, women in sport. But before we go into that, we're going to do a little check-in. Um, Grace, did you want to start? Hey, everyone. Um, I've missed, I've missed recording. Like I've, I've missed like any sort of routine and I feel like we're in such like a change of like transitions I don't know, maybe it's like with the seasons, but like personally, just like so many things have been like on the go that I, like I miss recording and um, everything, but yeah, I'm doing good. The weather's been beautiful. Um, I work outside most of the time because of, of Nico and we have a puppy. So just being outside where they're like running back and forth is kind of like the main spot. And I, I like to kind of be out in the sun, so yeah, yeah. A puppy. What's your dog's name? His name is Frank or Frankie or Frank the Tank. Okay. I'm really surprised that Nico didn't name him Sonic. <laughs> Actually, you know what? He um this morning he's like, can we change his name to Turbo? Turbo. <laughs> and he's actually like the opposite of Turbo. Like he's very like lazy. And um yeah he's lazy which is good for us and like I take him for walks and it's like torture to him like it it seems like he like runs to like every person he like tries he like he you know how they like pull themselves and they're like almost like choking themselves and like breathing heavily he's like trying to get to people like as if it's like like they're like gonna save him or something and I'm just like dude like you're living like the best dog life like you hang out out back all day you're fed, you go for a walk, like we go to the park all the time. Um, so it's like kind of funny, but he's actually a really sweet dog. So aside from that, I have been also working on increasing my daily movement. As you guys all know, I was having a hard time and I'm still having a hard time working out in my, my own home, I'm, as I'm sure many of you all can relate to. So with all the new releases that were given out this week for the, um, the rollout, I'm excited for phase two to end because then that means the gym's open. What about you, yeah. Grace? Tell us how, how, how you've been. Cause I kind of came in with that dog story. Dog st <laughs> took over our check -in. We all have like pet stories and mine are super depressing, um, from my childhood. So I won't even bring them up, but, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm excited for, I'm like still in any like parent in Southern Ontario, maybe not Toronto because I don't think Toronto would ever go back this year, but I'm still holding out hope that like school is open where I'm living 
for the last month because I just think it would mean so much to the kids and the last month of school is always so much fun and who knows so we'll see um but that wasn't part of the opening plan so um, <laughs> um but so tell us what you've been up to grace about your um, naturopath like how is that diet life not no 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 not a diet how has that lifestyle change been for you um it's been like really amazing like so the first month i was like super focused because I was also paying out of pocket for this naturopath. So I like, I, the advice he gave me and the plan he gave me, I like, I followed every bit of it. Um, and also the running, um, pushed me too to like get results faster, but I really think it was the diet mainly, um, or not the diet, the lifestyle change of the certain foods that weren't agreeing with me and my bloat, is like gone. And what he told me too, was that he's like half the weight that I lost was probably water weight because where you're inflamed water retention goes. So, Mm -hmm. um, that makes me feel like super good. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I've dropped like 30 pounds in like a month and a half, which sounds like I feel bad, like sometimes saying it, cause I don't want people to think like that's so unhealthy. But, but it wasn't lot. unhealthy, like the way you explained it. And then you also added an activity. And if you weren't doing activity before, that change is going to happen. So when people think, yeah. oh, I'm, I walk every day, but I don't lose weight. Okay, well, challenge yourself. Yeah. Try to go for a run like you were doing and you'll see the changes. Because what is the definition, definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for change. Yeah. And I definitely wasn't doing, like, the first month was super hard. Like, I would cry in the evenings. I'd tear up because I'd just be like, change is hard work. Like, it was such mm-hmm. hard work to do. But what they what do they say after five weeks? You develop new habits if you, like, yeah. keep doing yourself. So I'm finally, like, at, like, that hump <laughs> where things are easier for me. Like, I, I choose better foods for me. Um, if I have bad foods every once in a while, like I don't feel well. And I think that's just a sign that like, you know, um, like my body isn't agreeing with it, obviously, and it doesn't make me feel well. So why would I continue to eat that? Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm at the weight I'm supposed to be. And now I can like start toning and like continuing to like, to obviously like maintain it and whatnot but I feel like toning is like my next my next step right now because I've lost like the bloat the water weight like it's it's been cool and for our listeners toning isn't like you're not going to get to tone you're not going to get toned unless you start lifting actual weights like you're you're not going to see like my my arm's going to be so slender and like you can see like just enough muscle but just not enough fat like no you have to lift something substantial you you can do pilates you can do yoga and all that stuff but you're building your natural muscle and that's what it is so nobody be afraid this summer to build muscle yeah yeah no definitely like i think that would be my next challenge is is to like lift things that are heavy <laughs> lift heavy things but yeah incorporating that um I made like, I made a post about like my journey and it was actually like, I didn't tell you this Quay. 
it yeah. was like really inspiring because I had people like reach out to me. Oh yeah. Um, I think also though people did reach out to you, but what I saw in the comments was they were getting confused with dietitian and naturopath and like trainer and stuff like that. And I thought it was really good how you were correcting people and talking about, no, this was a naturopath and it wasn't Western science. Yeah. Um, so what I was, sorry, I have Nico at home and he's just being wild. But what I was saying is that I had so many people reach out to me and they're like, oh my God, like, how did, like, how did you do it? And I think like what I'm telling, like, I, I tell people, like, I feel like glute I so mainly I think it was the gluten that did it a a lot for me because I've been kind of like dairy free for a while like I would still have like cheese if it was on something but I never had milk anymore um and like I didn't have yogurt but the gluten that was the hard part because that's like your breads or the pasta and um and I think that was the big game changer and I, I like I tell people like what I cut out and I feel like I'm like it is probably beneficial for everyone to try to cut those things out because they're not like the best for you. Like gluten is a protein and it's so overly processed in North America that it just mm-hmm. ends up like affecting us. Like it makes us inflamed. Yeah. Um, like I, what I've learned is that people who have celiac, which who actually can't process the gluten protein, um, mm-hmm. that they could go to Europe and like eat the bread there in certain areas. Oh, right. Cause it's not overly processed. It's not overly processed. Like how it is here. Like when you think of like flour that you'd buy to like make, I don't know, like Indian tacos, which is like crazy. Cause that's not even like natural to us. Like what's in yeah. the flowers. It's, it's not, it's not like natural. Like it's all just processed, like in a factory. And I don't know. So like I tell them that, but I'm also like the naturopath, it was so, that's why I chose a naturopath over, I mean, I've been, I've seen dietitians before is that it's so individualized. Like he knew mm-hmm. what, like what foods were bothering me. He knew like what, what, I think it was a lot, like it was very hormonal for me. Um, and that's like what I love about, um, the naturopath. It was so individualized and that's what I needed. And I feel like as indigenous people seeing like a Western dietitian is just almost harmful because we're put into a box that I even tried to tell the dietitian I was indigenous and she was still telling me to eat things that I knew were bad for me. And that's the way you ate. Like she kept saying, wake up and have this right away and have carb right away. And you're like, wait a minute. I don't, I don't think that I should do that. And she was like, no, you need this and you need that. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's, and that's talking. That. Yeah. And that's talking over a phone. Like my appointment with a naturopath, which I also was really amazed by my first in-person visit with him was an hour long. And I was like, Whoa, when do you ever meet with like a doctor that long? Like he's really naturopaths right. try to find the root of the problem and not, they're not trying to like give you a drug to like cover up and like fix what they think is wrong. Like they're trying to like naturopaths are really trying to heal you. And I like, I feel like healed. And, um, I just, you know, it really inspired me that like, it also, 
or I won't get because I already talked about how inspired me so many people reach out but it makes me really sad that I was for four years I've been I've been crying to doctors that I was really sick like I got I got headaches like clockwork every day like I had no energy by the evening I was bloated like I like I was wasn't able to like get pregnant and that was like that was kind of like the big thing that I was like, okay, something must be wrong. Like I know I could lose weight, but like why? And it all just, I had a fatty liver like that. And I don't even, I'm not even like a big drinker. Like I have a glass of wine, like in the evenings or, you know, like I had a fatty liver, like that's, that's, and no doctor was giving me any direction. They're just like lose weight. And I'm like, okay, but I can't like, I make a pasta dinner and a salad and it's fine for Ben and Nico, but what, like, it's not working for me, you know, like, that's what I found frustrating and everyone's so different. Right. Um, I agree. I could like talk forever about like the naturopath because I think it's like, it was like an investment in myself and I'm just so happy I did it. I'm glad you you did it. And I think we want to reference back to our old episode where I went to go see a dietitian and she didn't teach me anything new. Everything that I knew about what she was asking me was what I had learned just through personal training and be, and trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Where like, diet, I'm like, what did you go to school for? Where you're supposed to know more than me? Because mm-hmm. she's like, how are you eating? And I'm like, I'm really focused on eating my macros, like 60, 20, 20, or 40, 30, 30, and telling her what I eat. Just and she would ask me, so what do you want me to help you with? And I'm like. I don't know. You tell me. I'm the one trying to lose weight. <laughs> I think I, I try yeah. not to bash. I try not to bash like that um, field of work or whatever. But and it's hard not to because I'm just like you're telling me like terrible advice. But I feel like a dietitian would be right for you for anyone listening. If you if you don't know if you don't about food, yeah, like and like calories, like. I remember like just the dietitian reminded me about calories and I'm like, I remember I had like a McDonald's breakfast that morning thinking like, oh, it's okay. And then I like, look, I'm like, that's like more than half of like my daily calories that I should have for the rest of the day. But I mean, I learned a lot from when I had gestational diabetes that if our listeners have been following along knows that I had and Mm -hmm. like carbs, sugar, like, and really it affects all of us. Like um, indigenous women, like we should not be having that because our body is not used to it. Um, yeah. I know I bashed them a little bit in the beginning, but it's also like a stepping stone, like going to a counselor, like if you going with a counselor, going to a counselor was a stepping stone for me to go to a therapist because yeah, I knew yeah. I needed help, but I didn't know how I needed help. And so once the counselor helped me as much as she could, I was like, Time to time to move on to the big guns. So if, <laughs> <Counselor>. <laughs> so if you start with the dietitian and then move on to the big guns of a naturopath, you're gonna set yourself up yourself up for success because you'll know and understand more. Yeah. I think this is a good like segue into our next topic way of like reaching out for help and relationships. Um yeah. I'll be I'll be honest with our listeners as much as I am comfortable sharing, like the past couple weeks, my life has like, has really like taken like a 180, I'd say a 360 because first it was a 180 and then now it's kind of like 
back around the circle, but it's now like, it's been, my personal life has been really, um, struggling. And, um, I know like this pandemic, like doesn't help and, Mm -hmm. you know, just with everything. Um, and it's really made me think of, you know, taking care of ourselves and which we're always talking about. And I've asked, um, I've asked Quay about like counseling because that's something I never did before. And I was always like, I was obviously an advocate for it. Um, but I feel like right now in my life, that's when I, is when I need it. Like so much is happening in my mind and I'm so busy. And it's like, when do I have the time to like get it out and like compartmentalize like each of like the things and make sense and how to move forward. Um, so yeah, I think like we've always been advocates of reaching out for help. And I did actually make a post in, um, cause it's almost like, Oh, reach out for help. And then like you look on websites and sometimes websites are very unclear. Like, like you see, you see like, Oh, like taking no more intakes, like no more patients at like, and I'm just like, Oh, and it's almost kind of like, a, like deter, wait, deter, or I don't know the word. Deterring when they, yeah. Cause you know, a good therapist when they reach capacity, cause they, they have their own limit. Right. Yeah. But it is deterring. And I'm so glad that you, you were like, Hey, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to go about it because I never knew how to go about finding one either. Like I went to Anishinaabe Health, my primary caregiver in Toronto, and I started counseling. And then I knew that wasn't working for me. And my friend Chelsea, who I always, who has been a guest on the podcast, she's the one who was like, hey, I actually know this therapist and I've been going to her. And she's really good because we're both Native and she really understands internal family systems. So why don't you give it a shot? It's free with NIHB. And I was like, okay, it's free. All right, I'll do it. So then there's things like that that I was like really grateful for when having help looking for it. So um, Grace, thank you for asking me to help you with this. And I'm so happy that you're, you're um, going to start processing things. Yeah. And um, I think what's so great too, and I know it's another topic we're going to talk about right after this is social media. Um, there's always those, you know, we always said like, find your community and I'm not, um, from the city I'm living in right now. So I'm part of like the indigenous group here. And it's, um, I actually made a post like asking like, um, like where those services are. And a lot of people like commented and sent me links. And even one of them was a counselor at one of the organizations and sent me the number and all that. So just having someone just give you a little bit direction because I mean, I'm so grateful for like the internet that we can find those things, but it's still not like a helping hand. It's like, that's us helping ourselves, but it's like, where's the person like, Hey, call this number. I'll like answer or, Hey, go see this person or this company. Cause I go there. Like it, there's always, there's always like that aspect of like the helping hand that makes you want to like pursue that even more. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now let's get into, um, okay. Before we actually get into another part, 
thank you for being so honest because we all need to hear we're all going and not we don't need to hear we're going through it but we need to hear we're not alone I think yeah like I'm that's why like we haven't been doing the podcast the past couple weeks is because I was literally in the midst of like crisis it seemed like in my like it was yeah and you can't you can't talk about anything when you're going through it like you're you're I was like in I was like in a manic state like it was I was like doing really bad and you know trying to juggle like my everyday life and I think like once you go through it I think it's so important as much as you like to share that you are going through something because so many other people just need to hear that like you're like someone else is going through it too and so now that I'm kind I'm like I'm through it and I'm still working on like how to get through it more I'm like more open to sharing and I feel like this is like what our podcast is about like our listeners listening to us like I want them like they have a little trust in us that we're you know we're telling them what's happening in our lives and you know not mm-hmm. every day is like sunshine and rainbows for us um <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not so I just like thank you whoever's listening like thank you for listening and hearing us out and um that's like the update on why we have been a little absent and um yeah I'm finally like through it I hope so mm-hmm. um yeah so let's get into now why we are on social media or why we chose to join social media and have it when we know it increases anxiety, it increases screen time, it takes us away from reality, it detaches us from what's going on in the room, it puts a barrier between us and our loved ones. Why, why do we still do it after I just listed off all these negative <laughs> <laughs> things? Um, I feel like we do it because everyone else is doing it. Like, I feel like if everyone else was like, screw Facebook, we're like, screw our cell phones, we're not going to be like connected anymore. Like, I feel like it would create a following. And I mean, I like to say, I feel like the main reason I have social media is like to be connected. I feel like that's the whole reason of it. But like be connected, like to our family who lives like, so far away and um, things like that. And I find like I don't post a whole lot anymore. Like I, I like the stories because it's just like kind of snapshots of what I'm doing throughout the day. But like a post, I sometimes I make posts and I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to delete it. Like who cares? Where like when we're younger, we're like making posts every day, like selfies, because we almost like need that attention, you know, like I feel like that's why maybe I did it when I was younger, like posted so much. Um, and then now I don't know. I could, I could honestly drop Facebook and Instagram and I might, like, it might actually be good for my mental health right now. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Grace, I want to tease you a little bit right now in front of everyone and say, when you were younger, you mean four years ago? (laughs) Oh, you mean just last year? Okay. (laughs) And I say that only as a 32 year old. (laughs) It's funny. I was actually thinking of our friend, um, Faith. Um, because I remember her when I was, when I first met her, um, because I don't know, I feel like since 
like, okay. So the positive throughout like my last month has been like my health that I've really like, um, you know, changed for the better and things like that. Um, that I kind of feel like the Stella got a groove back, but like Grace got a groove back. And, um, Ben was like, Ben was like joking with me. He's like, he's like, you even like sound different. And I was like, oh, do I sound like a Valley girl? And he's like, yeah, I've always told you that. And I was like, no, I remember when Faith first met me that I sounded like a Valley girl. And he was like, it was funny because I remember her saying that about me. Oh, yeah. You know what I love about Faith, though, is that I know I just teased you about taking selfies, but Faith takes selfies of herself, but posts them and just generally, generally feels good about it. And like has no qualms or worries or like, is someone going to think I'm to this or to that? And she's like, no, I feel good. And I think I look good. So I'm going to post it and fuck all y'all who don't. So I love like, I love her outlook on life and like feeling good about yourself. And through this whole pandemic, I want to brag about her. She got up every day and did her hair. She got up every day and like lived and got dressed and like, her clothes for school like you know jeans and stuff she never was like oh I'm in the house that I can I don't I don't have to put anything else but sweats on she was like no I'm still gonna live my life still gonna get dressed still gonna get ready and that's what I've that's what I always love about her because she like put self-care into herself every day finds the time to work out finds the time to meal plan finds the time to study like she is such and I know, like, she's, she's done a lot of work to get to that point in her life. And I'm just in awe of her all the time. That's one thing that I started to do more, too, is, um, like, part of taking care of myself is, um, you know, like, <laughs> it sounds so sad, like, brushing my hair. <laughs> but, like, putting the <laughs> mascara on, like, putting a little bit more makeup and, like, fixing my hair instead of, like, wearing it up in a bun and just, like something that just like starts my day off good um so yeah but yeah I didn't mean to bash anyone like I, that oh, was no, like, no 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 you weren't bashing I, anyone I don't think yeah but I just yeah um I could totally like drop Facebook and Instagram actually this is giving me a good idea that I think I might um <laughs> just to like don't don't oh okay okay we'll cut um, that part out yeah, cut that part out because I'll tell you why after. I am on social media and I know for a fact I started because I wanted to I wanted to market myself. Like it was a marketing tool for me to get out into the world and to gain exposure because I think when I came to Toronto, I didn't really know how to engage with Okay, so I go back to this where I'm like, oh, yeah, I went, when I went to George Brown, the cohort I went to was really white. And I never really knew how to engage with really, really white people. Like, that sounds bad. But I mean, when we grew up in the North, they were non-Indigenous. But at Algoma University, there was racism, but we were always, like, the, the school was always like, you can't be racist. Or like, at our, our high school, they're like, trying to do these anti-bullying campaigns around race and anti-racist campaigns whatever but when you come down south it's like no one has that vibe so when I got social media I'm like let me connect oh again it was finding connection 
so I'm like trying to find a connection to people who are also here like me and also connect to my family but I think sometimes on this I'm on the same wave as you about deleting like Instagram because the people I want to connect with are like my brothers and my dad and they can give two shits about it but I'm also really grateful for social media for my cousins because we all know we have like over 50 cousins right so our Facebook gets us to connect with them and some of my cousins like live down in the states and some of them live uh I guess he lives in Winnipeg now some of my cousins used to live like in Montreal and like out west so Facebook and social media and Instagram was really good for that but now I think I'm kind of on the vibe of letting it die a little I yeah I agree like I think it's so good for connecting with family members um and I think like I feel like social like social media is really big for people on the res that like that's how they feel connected to like everywhere else and so when I post like I'm just like getting so many like comments like from my family members who who don't see me often because when I go home I'm mainly just going to Thunder Bay or in the summer like I do go back to my res but my mom's from a different res so there's like so much more family there like it's like I'd have to go on like a world tour like when I do go home world res tour res (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no I think it it means a lot for our our family seeing like what we're doing and maybe like it makes them I think it makes them proud yeah for sure out in the world and and whatnot yeah um so I know our next topic is and this is something that like Quay and I are like really passionate about because it's something that we connected on really quick other than being Mm -hmm. both from Northern Ontario um but it's sports and Quay I'll let you say the stat so really factual this is this isn't like us just throwing a number and being like don't quote us (laughs) quote us on this one (laughs) first time this is our 15th episode first time we're like quote us quote us tweet us tweet this quote out into the world let everyone know we (laughs) said it first Okay, but 62% of Canadian girls aged 8 to 18 do not participate in sport. And if a girl does not engage in sport by the age of 10, there's a 10% chance she will be active in adulthood. So, what do we say here? Movement is medicine. And if we break that down, a lot of y'all ain't moving. So what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about that, Grace? How would you feel if you had a daughter? I, okay, so I feel like, um, okay, so I feel like we're, like, the highest, are we the, Indigenous people are the highest population in Canada, right? We're the high. no, 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 we're the highest growing Growing. population in Canada, so really close, and for this stat, this stat that we just listed, um, the experience of racialized girls is there's an additional layer of oppression and marginalization to that stat. So what were you saying? I feel like just thinking back to like our communities um, that 
you know, like baseball is a really big thing and soccer, not so much. Like, I feel like it's baseball. And if we're lucky, there's basketball nets like available. Um, I know my res just made like a rec center, um, but I, I'm not too sure to make a rec center to make like a hockey rink like it. Um, but I feel like these types of sports like are very like still like male dominated dominated I think that's the right word yeah like, dominated there's made- they're very male dominated dominated and they're very high cost like the reason why soccer is the sport of the world is because it literally has almost zero cost associated with it yeah you can pick up a ball and like kick it with your bare feet and have two posts so yeah. that that's why like football hockey lacrosse they're all high-end big ticket purchases for a and then say you have two or three kids four or five kids at home that all want to play lacrosse you're not eating for the next year yeah you should have seen I worked briefly at a soccer place and I had to take payments of so there was yeah soccer is expensive and then I think it was also flag football and if people were like signing three of their kids up it was like over a grand and that's only for four months and I'm for just flag like, football. <laughs> and I was just like, I didn't, I've never worked a retail job before. So I like felt bad even like taking like over a grand from somebody like, okay, here's the machine. Like, it's just, it's wild. I even want to point out for you, you also started working at that soccer place so that you could get your son free classes sometimes. And I'm like, that's a hustle. That is in marginalized mothers hustling so their children can get increased exposure and chance at playing and a chance at getting skill developments and stuff like that so I think that if you have a daughter understand I'm going to say it again 62% of Canadian girls age 6 to 18 do not participate in sport and if a girl does not engage in sport by the age of 10 she has a 10% chance she will be active in adult, adulthood. So we're failing our girls by not getting, helping and supporting and exploring their help, supporting their exploration of physical activity. Like when you participate in sport, it does not have to be a team sport. It can be track and field. It can be the field part of track and field. <laughs> it can be sprinting, like activity that just gets you moving because when we get older, how are we going to take care of ourselves through movement? Because movement is medicine. And if we don't teach our girls how to carve out time for themselves every day to get active, we're failing them when they get to adulthood because they won't know how. Yeah. And I don't think it's like necessarily like go play sports or like we're failing you. Like there's so many more things that um, like people have a passion for. Like there's like more being people active. who are like. There's yeah, no, being active, be like, active. yeah, I'm not saying, like, go play, like, an organized sport, like, you know, like, going for bike rides, like, making that, like, yeah. thing, or, like, like, playing at the playground, or, um, like, I'm hoping Nico's playing outdoor soccer, like, I, I remember doing outdoor soccer as a kid, and that was, like, the best thing, and normally in your community, it's a little bit more cheaper than going to, like, and a big organization where it was a lot of money to like play those, but the community soccer's like, those are actually like cheaper. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, and exposure to like anything that keeps you active, 
skateboarding, skateboarding, skateboarding is an activity and get you active. Like they don't have to be these hardcore legit things. Even though I tried to make fun of flag football for being so expensive. If your girl loves flag football, fucking let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, if she loves bike riding, mountain biking, let's fucking, if she loves to play frisbee, <laughs> <laughs> get active. Totally. I think just like being outside and moving in any way, it doesn't have to be competitive or not. That's actually what I'm trying to lean, t- lean towards is like, I grew up as a competitive athlete and I'm like, that would always kind of be like my excuse that like, oh no, I'm not going to like get back into curling because like, I don't, I'm not competitive anymore. But now I'm just like, no, I kind of like need like something that, and that's the whole reason my mom got into curling was it was her night, her evening. It was a woman's or like a woman's night curling. Um, And that's like what she did with her friends. And like, I think that's what I want to get into is just like, do it for like, it's it's such a social sport as it is, but just cut out the competitive part because it's something I can't do right now in my life but I it doesn't mean I can't curl anymore like and I do what you I love <laughs> oh you happy do my, you whole, love. my whole like motto going through my hard time this past month and you just reminded me of it because you even did like the eye roll was um it's on TikTok it's like the um Kourtney Kardashian like combo compilation of like <laughs> compilation. I'm just gonna live life I'm just out here living life. I'm just here to live life. <laughs> life. And it's like a bunch of times she said it, like it's hilarious. So it, that's like my motto, I'm just going to live life. And you are like, I want to say like the best thing about, the best thing about sport for me was obviously my, like my best friend, Erica, she's my ride or die. Obvious, it was like the ability to connect with you and it's all the girlfriends that I made along the way and friendships I made along the way. That, but if it wasn't for sport, I don't think when I moved to the city, I would have joined a rec team. So I joined a rec basketball team, and it just so happened that another girl at George Brown, her name is Olga. So, um, she was a friend that I made because we both like playing bas- basketball, we both had different vibes from the city we were in um so we connected on that way but when times got hard in Toronto and like I was struggling with like relationships ending or work or something she was a friend that I could lean on and I was so grateful for that connection that was built through sport and like she helped me get through a lot of things as well like a lot of my friends did but I'm like that was that was a really good connection and I could attribute that to to basketball Cause that was us finding our community, like finding people that was like, like us, like we enjoyed the same, right. like the same sport, um, and things like that. Like it, it just almost like filters down to like better friendships, <laughs> but better, not in the sense that people, cause we're not trying to bash people who don't, but it's like better in the sense that we both, there's a different level of compassion for each other. Yeah, no, not like better, but like (laughs) for anyone, like in not even in sports, like, hey, if you, um, there's like a bird watching club and I'm super, I'm going to like go join it. Like that's your, that's your community there. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Grace, we're going to end off this episode with Grace proclaiming she's going to join a bird watching club. Oh, wait, can I tell y'all a story before that plays off of that? Sure. Okay, so Grace, I don't know if I told you this, but um, on Mother's Day, that week before Mother's Day, I was seeing red cardinals and I thought they were robins. So I would Google, what, do, what does it mean when you see a robin? And I was like, oh, <laughs> so people who know birds might be laughing at me right now. So I'm like, the robin means change. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. Like I'm trying to change. Always trying to fucking change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it, but I'm definitely changing now because I'm moving to my own apartment. I'm going to live on my own. I'm going to be independent without like any, anybody right now. So, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this bird, the red cardinal kind of like swoops in front of me. And I was like, ah, and I'm like, wait, is that a Robin? And then I Googled what a Robin looked like. And then I Googled what a red cardinal looked like. <laughs> and they're two different things. So then I Googled this was the weekend of Mother's Day. And so my listeners who are listening now, if you don't know, my mother had passed about five years ago. So <laughs> this bird I saw three times. And on the last time it swooped in front of me and I finally Googled what it was. And then I Googled what seeing a red cardinal meant. And it meant that like, oh, there's your angels are around you. And I'm like, I couldn't fucking figure it out. And my mom had to come three times yeah. and be like, what up, bitch? <laughs> yeah, that's literally <laughs> in my head. I was like thinking that like it had to swoop in front of you and be like, here I am. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> a robin. <laughs> like, love ya. Can you just accept this message? <laughs> I wasn't getting it. That's so, that's so special, Quaid. No, every time <sighs> you see a, a red cardinal, I think of, um, I think of Ben's, Ben's grandma who passed because, um, they like made that connection that I, I like, I knew like, they're like, oh, like red, she loved red cardinals. So, um, and we actually have one of her lilac bushes in our backyard. So, um, we always see it and it's nice because you don't like, that's why like, I believe in it kind of, because you don't see them often. And like, when you do, you're like, ah, a red cardinal. And then it's gone for a couple weeks. And you're like, oh, like, I don't know where it's living, but that's a really right. nice story. To <laughs> so, yeah, but I think we're good to end this episode now because um, we've shared a lot of educational stuff. Like, if you see a red cardinal, it looks a lot different <laughs> than a robin. <laughs> this is like our most like I feel like it was it started off very serious and like thanks for listening and hearing me out. And then we actually got very factual and still funny. Like I think we're really progressing this podcast into something very like possibly educational who knows but <laughs> just kidding no we're still we're still trying to make it through uh, and we hope everyone is you know reach out to anyone if you need help like I reach out to Quay this weekend and um reaching out to like those Facebook groups and um <laughs> yeah no thank you all for listening and we'll chat when next week We'll chat oh. next week. We don't know what we're doing, but we're so glad you're along for the ride with us as we figure it out. As we so. figure it out. Yeah. So <laughs> thank y'all. So your podcast, Andy's, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough 
and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you.